Hey, welcome everyone to Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Um, it's your host, Josiah. So glad to be with you. Um, of course, um, right along with me, if we were on a horse, he'd be on the saddle right behind me, is Easton Walker, our recording engineer. Hi. Hey, I'm giving him a hard time today because his mic is not working, so he has to kind of... I've been silenced. He has to yell his agreement, so I was just trying to pick on him. Hey, we always appreciate you guys listening. I'm hearing back lots of encouraging stuff from people saying, hey, I'm, I listen on my way to work. I listen on my way home from work. Um, we just appreciate it, okay? Love the feedback. Um, our intent here is to help you. Um, we uh, just love working with the Scripture, and what my intent is not to answer every Bible question you've ever had, um, our hope here is that it gets you into the Bible frequently. Um, we use the U version verse of the day, so I am not trying to sneak up on you. I'm straightforwardly saying that if you don't have something like U version or some kind of a reading plan, you need one. You know, if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. So I'm just saying you need a plan to get into your um, Bible regularly. And so I'm trying to sync up with that more than do any kind of a replacement. So I hope it's helping you. Um, we're getting lots of encouraging emails. So before we go any further, let's just say a prayer and then uh, we'll get into our scripture of the day, okay? So Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Uh, we thank you for your word. Uh, you know we're not equal to these tasks. I mean, this is just such a big thing, but you care and you'll work with anyone and we appreciate that. So we just ask for your help, and we thank you for the blessing of your scriptures and just ask that you would help us today. God, I pray for all those who are listening. I know there's so many needs represented here, um, so many uh, things going on with people and in their hearts. I just pray for them. I ask that you would help everyone listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, our verse of the day comes from the Gospel of Luke, and it's a great verse because I love Jesus's. Um, great uh, the way he phrases things i love how how if you don't know how um you know frank is too much of an old-fashioned polite word like if you don't know how blatant or you know forward jesus was you need to get into your bible you need to get into matthew mark luke and john and jesus was not a politician let's put it that way and uh, this verse would be part of the proof all right so our our verse of the day comes from luke the gospel of luke so matthew mark luke um, I know if you listened to some of our earlier uh, episodes, you know we got into Acts, and um, it's pretty cool because one of the few sequels in the Bible, and especially in the New Testament, direct sequel is um, the, this Gospel, Luke, and then Acts is a direct sequel to this book, so pretty neat. If you didn't know that, you ought to check it out. Spend a weekend reading Luke, Acts. It can blow your mind. All right, so Luke chapter 11, verse 13, and here's our verse of the day. If you then, who are evil, <laughs> so Jesus, okay, oh, well, here, I got to read the whole verse, then we'll get into the context. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him, okay? How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? All right, so you know um, what we do here on the Scripture Podcast is first we're going to be looking into context. So our larger context here is easy. It's the Gospel of Luke. Um, Jesus, uh, Luke began to write down all that Jesus said and did before he was lifted up into heaven. Um, that was his intent, and he wrote it all down for people's faith and knowledge about Jesus. 
um, because that's what the Christian church was doing, is that people were following Jesus for God's glory. And so he goes investigating these things and writing them down and talking to witnesses and so on and so forth. So that's the larger context. And the original audience was the church in those days. So these documents were circulated or spoken orally from the, you know, I want to say pulpit, but that's a modern invention. So they were just, you know, spoken to the gathering, you know, house churches and so on back then. And Luke would have been one of these documents that was circulated all over the Christian church, um, both back then and now, and uh, tells the story of Jesus. So and all that he said and did and his crucifixion, his resurrection, his appearing to his disciples and other witnesses after he came back from the dead and so on. And they really formed the foundation for our Christian faith in, in God. And so here we have, um, that's our overall context. Um, this here is a extensive teaching. So we um, dipped into, a couple episodes ago, we dipped into the Sermon on the Mount. It's one of the longer teachings of, you know, just lots of dialogue from Jesus to people. So it's a lot of just straightforward teaching. This is another area where you'll find that, Luke 11. Um, you have the Lord's Prayer. So, uh, so starting here at chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So he teaches them to pray. He gives them the Our Father is in heaven, hallowed be their name, your name. But in um, verse 5, and he said to them, and he goes on to give a lot of teaching here, and it'll this will be the direct context. So our verse ends after this. So he teaches them to pray, and then he continues, and he said to them. So he teaches them how to talk to their Father in heaven. Okay? So he was he was talking to his Father in heaven, the disciples seeing him do it. They go, Lord, teach us to to pray, to talk to God like you do. So he gives the Lord's Prayer, which could definitely take up, you know, several episodes of our podcast. So we got to just move on. He said to them, in the context of talking to God, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me, the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Earthy story here, lots of context, cultural context that we'd have to dive through. So to some degree, I'm just going to have to ask you to take my word for it, but you can definitely go back. You should go back and just check it out and look into it. But what we have here is Jesus telling his disciples, here's how you talk to your father. And then he kind of gets more to the heart of prayer. So yet a lot of people have questions about how do I talk to God? But Jesus is cutting right to the heart of prayer like, okay, yeah, here's how you talk to God. But what it's at the heart of it, how can I know God is listening to me? Or when he is listening to me, what's his heart towards me? Like, you know, is there like, is he answering me? Is he listening to me? Does he care about what I'm saying? So Jesus goes, yeah, here's how you talk to him. But then he gets to the, the real meat, which is your relationship to the Father. So when you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you've been adopted into God's family, it's like, how does God feel about me? What's it like for him when I talk to him? What should I keep in mind about the Father when I when I talk to him about my life? And the first example he uses, this is the context of our, you know, our verse of the day, so just hang with me. The first thing he does, he tells this story, which is, you know, it's it's you can get it, but with a little cultural help, we can really get it. So, first of all, you got people coming to you. This friend has someone who's come to him on a journey. In America, I'll just speak for me, I'm in Missouri here, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. 
in my country, you're a friend, you come traveling, you knock on my door and say, I'm here and I'm hungry. I'm going to be like, dude, that's your problem. It's the middle of the night, like order a pizza, you know? So the, the cultural thing here is just so hard to understand. Like a friend has arrived traveling. It's the middle of the night. Why is this person in a panic? Okay. So just leaping over lots of stuff. Like I said, you're just to some degree have to take my word for it, but please do look into it. Hospitality, a big deal. Okay. It's a big deal to us, but we just express it differently. Hospitality is a big deal. This, this is a traveling family member. They are like literally relying on their friend here for food and to turn them away. I'm trying to think of a good, I just, it's hard to think of something as rude as it would be to be like, no, you can't, I won't help you go away. But just try to use your imagination. Like the ultimate, we're not family anymore. Like I'm disowning you. I won't help you. I mean, this was, that would have been the bottom line, like evil to turn away. Okay. Now there's some just physical reasons for this. Think of this. Try Now, God gave me the opportunity to go to North Africa twice and to Kenya uh, just recently. All three times, the cultures that I went into at that time helped me so much because imagine this, okay? All three times during those trips, several times, I found myself where my ATM card is no good. I don't have their cash money on me. I don't speak the language. I could literally, now these are these were good people and all took care of me, but let's say there was no one there to take care of me because I don't know how to farm and I don't know how to do anything, basically. I'm a helpless 21st century person. I could have just, seriously, I could have sat there and just starved to death because I'm so used to all modern conveniences. I would go to the grocery store, buy my stuff, okay? So when you put yourself back here, no grocery stores, no ATMs, it's just not like that, Okay. So we're all relying on each other. They're relying on each other to provide this food. So just a little bit more of a big deal there. So when they take this journey, they'd be relying on their family to help them. To turn them away would have been the ultimate route. So they're just not going to do it. They're not going to turn their friend away. They go, I have to go borrow from my neighbor because I don't have anything and I have to help my family. So they go pound on the door. Now Jesus goes, you know, the person inside could say, hey, you know, now again, we have to modern conveniences to lock my door, you know, all that kind of stuff, get everybody in bed. All I do flip some switches. Then of course my kids go turn them back on. Then I have to go turn them back off. Then I just turn a little knob on my front door. It's locked and I go to bed. That's it. No big deal. You got to put yourself back here more involved. Everyone's sleeping together for safety and warmth. You want to think about barring a gate. You know, you're just thinking about a lot of things. It's very difficult for this friend to get out of bed at midnight. And Jesus is saying he will anyway, and not just because he's a friend of his, but just literally to keep the guy from pounding on his door. Do you see that? I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because just because he's his friend. Oh, well, it's John. I love John. I'll get up and give him something. No. Yet because just because it's so annoying, just because it's such a hassle, he will get up and give his friend what he needs. Now, Jesus is saying this. Your father in heaven, like, all, to get people to do something for you, just annoyance will get them to do it. You know, that's enough leverage that people will literally do something for you just to, just to get you to stop annoying them. And so Jesus is saying, he's, it's a joke almost. He's like joking, saying, I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his impudence, he'll rise and give you whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. 
for everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be opened because he's saying your father in heaven is so much better than you understand. He is so much more loving and open to what you need and understanding you and more willing to respond than you understand. Because we all have such a habit of assuming that we are we are more friendly or more open or more kind or more willing to respond than God is. And that's so strange. I mean, if you think about it, when you see God in Jesus Christ, it's like, who again, who's the more graceful, loving one? You know, <laughs> why would I assume that I'm, you know, maybe I'm more willing to respond? And that's what Jesus is playing on here. He said, look, you guys will do something for each other just to stop the annoyance of the knocking door. God will do something for you because he loves you. And we know that because he keeps going on in verse 11. Okay, now this leads directly into our verse of the day. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? So the son asks for something to eat, the father gives him something that will hurt him. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Same thing, the son's asking for something to eat, instead the father gives him something that will hurt him. If you then who are evil, <laughs> that's the, okay, now, you would hope that, you know, I'd like to be left out of Jesus, you know, referring to me as evil. But the problem is he's generalizing. He's talking to everybody here. He wasn't just talking to a group of bad people. He was talking to his disciples. If you then who are evil, he's going, if you guys whose consciences and the way you think and your hearts and your lives are twisted with sin, if you're like that, and even you can manage to give good gifts to your children. Now, of course, we live in the 21st century. You could think of, oh, well, I've known all kinds of people who have abused their kids, and I get it. I understand. This isn't a, you know, strict rule Jesus is setting down. He's talking to a group of people going, come on, guys. You know that even you guys take care of your own. Even you guys would give something good to your children who ask you. So stop wondering if your father cares about you. Stop wondering that if you ask God for something good, he'll give you something bad instead. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's our verse. So the context of our verse is it comes at the long end of a, it's a lesson on prayer from Jesus to his disciples. And the main lesson is not basically about like using the right words with God or if you pray at a certain time or if you pray a certain amount or if you do this or that, God will hear you. Instead, Jesus is emphasizing God's goodness. The goodness of the Father is what we rely on when we're praying to God. And I can speak for myself. I'm a pastor. I've got five kids. I've been following Jesus with everything I've got now for about 16 years. I'm like, I'm trying, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus and I'm trying. And almost every time I pray, I have to deal with doubts and fears about, and it's not about whether I'm using the right words and all this. My doubts and fears are, will God hear me? Will he do the best for me? Does he love me? Isn't that strange? It just doesn't seem to matter how long you go. Those That's really where you're I speak for myself. That's really where my doubts and fears have been. And that's exactly in context what this is meant to address. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts. Okay, now, this also has a bearing on when prayer gets hijacked where you're like, if I could just learn the right way to ask God for, you know, a really nice car or a bigger house, maybe if I just learn the right way to ask him, then he will give me what I want. And it shows us how wrong that is, Jesus does, by just bringing the context in back to a son asking a father for something, a child coming to their father. 
So if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, so if your children ask for something that would be good for them, if what they want, you know, the child's asking for a fish because he's hungry, you're not going to give him a snake. So when you're sitting there like, man, sometimes I've asked God for stuff, and I feel like the answer's been no, and that kind of hurts me because I'm like, doesn't God care about me? Another, just another way you can consider is, according to this verse right here, it might be that you are asking for something that will hurt you, you know? And I know that's hard to live with. I can't speak for everybody, but here in St. Louis and Missouri in the United States, you have a lot of Christians like, well, why doesn't God just give me the winning lottery numbers, you know? Because then I would, I would definitely take that $100 million and I would help people. Look, I'm, I can't speak for everybody, okay? But I know the Bible warns all over about desiring to be rich and how that can lead us astray from the faith. And besides that, if you ask God, see, I support just trying it. Do an experiment. Say, God, give me the winning lottery numbers. But if he doesn't, then you have to use these verses. You have to go, okay, I think I'm asking for something that seems good to me, but I have a good father in heaven, and so he's giving me what I need instead. I'm asking for something that I think is good, but he's giving me what's good because he's a good father. So I've also um, met people who are scared to pray. There's some fear to pray because they're afraid if they ask for the wrong thing. But again, the, this verse applies where Jesus is saying, you don't have to be afraid of stuff like that. Ask God because he's good. So even you humans will do good for each other, even though you're twisted with evil. God isn't twisted with evil at all, and he loves you. So you don't have to be worried about asking for the wrong thing. God will just say, no, or, you know, not now, or, you know, because he's a good father. Okay, so last of all in our verses here, if you then or evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So it's almost like Jesus saying, here's the best thing he could possibly give you, is himself, capital H, capital S, the Holy Spirit. So when you're asking God for, you know, whatever, overall God knows the best thing he could give you is himself, and he will, and you don't have to worry. Now you don't have to worry, but look how it ends. Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to who? To those who ask him. All right? So Jesus just sees the ultimate loss not being that you ask for the wrong thing. No, he's saying that what Jesus is afraid of is that you don't ask at all. So sometimes I think we're worried about our praying maybe wrong. I think Jesus is more worried about us not praying at all just not seeing our relationship to the Father in the correct way so that you don't ask. And that, of course, goes back to our context where it says, I tell you, ask, seek, knock. Everyone who asks, seeks, knocks. They find. It's open to them, okay? And then it ends with, God gives good things to those who ask him. you got to leave the definition of good things up to God because you don't, you, you, me, all of us, we're not smart enough to know better, so we leave the definition of what's good up to our Father in heaven, but we need to ask. And God will give what's good for us up to and including himself, the Holy Spirit. Okay, So, great verse. Um, what comes after is a, is a change. It's a teaching on some other things. So, I don't think the context in front of this is um, you know relevant directly to our verse, so that's why we're stopping there. Uh, but just great stuff, man. Great teaching. Um, love this sort of thing on prayer and uh, the gospel of Luke. Okay? So as usual, uh, hardest, one of the hardest things for a pastor to do is just cut it off. But that's what I'm going to do. Okay? So that's enough for today. Um, beautiful verses. So wonderful being with you. 
Um, we've got a requested verse that we'll, become, we'll be handling this week. If you guys have requests, you can always send them in. J-S-E-R-R-A at thecrosspoint.com. I hope you are subscribing and listening on Apple Podcasts. Um, I hope you're catching us on Spotify. Um, I hope you're checking us out on Facebook at The Cross Point. Okay? Wonderful being with you. We'll see you tomorrow.